Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink Connection, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. In today's episode, we're going to be going over everything that happened in the previous week in the WWE. week we did not have any pay-per-views from uh the wwe or all elite but we're gonna just go ahead and go through the week that was in wwe um raw smackdown nxt um quite a bit of fun stuff happened yeah um definitely some fun things happened on each show um and we're gonna go ahead and break down show by show by show but the first show raw opened up with the man john cena not the man but the man john cena yeah um and he basically comes out and says i came back for one thing and one thing only and that's you roman reigns and continues to do his like whole john cena i'm the face yada yada yeah run down the heel stick yeah i mean he did call him an asshole and they had to blurt that out he looked right down the camera and called roman reigns an asshole which it's of given all, it's given him all, a, it, of all words to bleep out. I don't see the necessity to bleep out asshole. Well, I mean, they couldn't bleep out the crowd afterwards because the crowd just kept chanting asshole. Yeah, asshole. I know. Yeah. Um, which is what I love about wrestling crowds is because they can do the cussing for the wrestlers. Yes, yes, they can because they can just chant it and it's fine. I know. Um, it was a very good promo from him. Um, and apparently, um, he went. On, I guess WWE's been doing a lot of live shows recently, mm-hmm. and he's been um, at every single one of them. Yeah. He's been at every single one of their super live shows that they've mm-hmm. been doing, whether it's in yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, the super shows or, or whatever. What, yeah. So he's been at every event, which is awesome. Um, He's getting himself back into the ring. What get- was really awesome is after his promo, he has a face-to-face with Riddle. Riddle. And, and they just, he's like, I get it. Bro, bro, and they just go back and forth and back and forth, and then they have this acapella bro moment, and it spawned so many memes. I love it. Yeah, it only took a week. It only took. It didn't even take a week. We were getting memes before the end of Raw went off air. Nice. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun, and that actually led right into the next match, which was a six-man tag match between Riddle and the Raiders, um, against Styles Omos and Morrison um, continuing um, Riddle and Morrison's kind of thing and then obviously the Raiders and Styles and Amos. This match was fun because Riddle got to play the spoiler. Riddle grabbed the 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 spray the, the drip gun. The drip gun, yeah. The squirt daddy whatever whatever Morrison calls himself now. Yep. Drip daddy whatever. Drip daddy. He grabs the squirt gun and sprays Amos in the back drops it and runs away making it look like Miz was the one that did the spraying and essentially cost them the match. Uh, Riddle was end up, I believe um, Morrison was hit with the uh, Viking experience Experience. uh, for the win for the Raiders and Riddle. Does, um, do we see another tag title match between Omos and Styles against the Raiders at SummerSlam? I mean, they are building towards it. You know what I mean? They are they are continuing that, and I almost feel like if they weren't continuing this storyline, this match wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't continue to be putting these uh, guys up against each other. Yeah. Um. But because we're still seeing these people in the same ring, 
I kind of see something happening. Yeah, I do see it happening. <clears throat> um, up next, we had a Symphony of Destruction match. I think it was the third ever? Fourth. Fourth. This is the first one without Braun, though. Yeah, because Braun was involved with all the rest of them because one was with Shinsuke was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Elias has been in all of them, I believe. I think a lot. Yeah, I think Elias has been was the the competitor in the other one. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, but this one was between Elias and Jackson Riker, and Riker picks up the victory. I don't think Elias has won a single feud. Symphony of Destruction match. He's never won a single feud. Forget Symphony of Destruction. He's never won a feud. Go go back to like his his time coming up to Raw in SmackDown when he was the Drifter. Yeah, he's never won a feud at all. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's his place. I guess that's where they see him in in Raw. Yeah, it is. Um, up next, we had a United States title match between Sheamus and Humberto Carrillo, where Sheamus picks up the victory after a devastating brogue kick yeah. and a very quick win too. Um, <clears throat> I don't think anything really happened after that match. It was um, a it was a very stiff match as always yeah. with these two. I mean, they kept highlighting that Humberto Carrillo broke his nose, and they they re yeah. they replayed the forearm that shattered his face, and whew, that was a hard hit. Mm-hmm. But the bro kick was definitely uh, devastating. Flush, yeah. Um, up next, we had a WWE title open challenge, where Bobby Lashley came out to the ring and issued an open challenge for anybody that wanted a challenge for the belt. And in this spot, we got a returning Keith Lee. Now. I know you and I have had this discussion um, off uh, off air. I do not see Keith Lee on Raw for long. This is his way of being brought back to the brand that he was at. It will be a few weeks before we see him again, and he will be on SmackDown. I know I want him on SmackDown. I think he's on Raw. You think so? Yeah. Is he... Is he okay? Is he a continued challenger in the world title picture after whomever we're going to talk about next? Or does he find himself in the U.S. title picture? I think in the latter. I think in the U.S. title picture right now. Because right now, aside from Keith Lee, I don't see anybody else in the roster that can be stuck into that situation that isn't already involved elsewhere. Correct. And the thing is, I know a lot of people are kind of like all upset that Keith Lee came back and immediately was, he was basically squashed in this match. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's twofold. I think having Lee come back and lose in the manner that he did, which it wasn't dominating because Lashley wasn't able to put the hurt lock on mm-hmm. and Lee powered out of it. And Lee got some of his offense in, a lot more offense than Kofi Kingston did. Yeah. It's just that once it got to a point and Lashley had to turn it on, and once he hit that big dominator that he hits, you knew the match was just going to go his way. Yeah. And then my second thing is Lee would fit better in a feud with someone of a caliber, Sheamus, AJ Styles, in that North in that United States title picture for now mm-hmm. doesn't mean I don't see him in the world title picture because clearly they had those aspirations for him because he was in that picture against um, Drew Drew and Braun and um, Bobby and 
uh, and Randy Orton and everybody at that time when it was a closed arena event. Mm-hmm. So I do see him back in that picture, but I, I think they're going to put him United States title. I think I think that'd probably be right where they're going to put him. Yeah. But it's why? Kinda... But why is it every time he gets put in a title program, the same guy's got to come out and spoil it for him? The same damn bald jackass has got to come out and spoil it for him. Oldberg. The guy who couldn't even do his little intro without almost throwing his watch on the ground because it came unclipped and he had to fix it on the way down to the ring. The guy who couldn't even remember to grab a mic when he gets into the ring so this way he can say you're next and everybody across the world could hear it. Or I'm next or whatever he said. If Lashley... If if they let Goldberg have more offense against Bobby Lashley than Kofi Kingston or Keith Lee... That's a problem because Lashley should kill this guy. Lashley, should, Lashley would kill this guy in a bar fight. Lashley would kill this guy in an octagon. Lashley should kill this guy in a wrestling ring. In a wrestling ring. Period. You want to build the mystique of Bobby Lashley? That's what you do. You have this be shorter than the Brock Lesnar. La- uh, Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg match, but you have Lashley come out on top, spear, and then you have Goldberg tap out or pass out to the Hurtlock. Yeah, that's the right way to book it. Because then, if there's spear, tw- Dominator, Hurtlock, done, done. That's it. And I mean, if you want to have Goldberg go in for a spear and he misses or something like that, or he hits him and then Lashley just kind of like just Lashley shakes it off. counters it into a DDT. Well, even if he gets hit with the spear, he just shakes it off. He kicks out at one. You know what I'm saying? They need. It needs to be set up to Lesnar, in which, at that point, that's when you make your decision about what you're doing with the world title. Mm-hmm. You do not put the world title on Goldberg, period. No. You don't do it. Now that you're back in front of fans, you don't want to do that. No. Nobody wants that. No. Nobody wants that. Um, Moving on next, we had a debut... And a return in the same segment, as well as a shock. We had the main roster debut of NXT champion Karrion Cross against Jeff Hardy with a returning No More Words. I know. Which popped the hell out of me because I grew up, my favorite wrestler of all time is Jeff Hardy. But that's just who I grew up loving. He was my favorite wrestler as a kid. Um, and No More Words is the theme song I remembered. And for so long, they continued using the Hardy Boys theme for him, but they finally gave it back to him, and I hope they run with it for a little while, as opposed to giving him back the Hardy Boys theme. And then he goes and pins Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross's first pinfall loss in WWE. And I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it because it was not a clean pin. Correct. It just shows that somebody who's accustomed to the WWE. A WWE ring veteran. Yes. Is able to use the ring to his advantage. But I will tell you this. I know you're all happy about no more words being back and stuff. We were just talking about Lashley killing Goldberg. Karrion's going to kill. Karrion's going to, yeah. Mame. Jeff Hardy. Yeah. The only thing I don't understand about this call-up, or this debut, per se, really stripped-down entrance, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, no Scarlet. Yeah. She, she has to be his side piece. Like, they work so well together. Mm-hmm. Not only are they husband and wife in real life, they, they, they work so well together mm-hmm. with that intro. Their into the characters room. intertwine so complete. Yes. yes. And not to jump ahead to NXT, but she was nowhere to be found on NXT either this week. Yeah, no. So I don't know what the deal is with that whole situation, but um, needless to say, I I would I would like it to continue to be Carrion and Scarlet. I have a funny feeling you're going to get a women's faction on SmackDown, and I'll get into it when we get to SmackDown. Okay, I'm interested. Um, speaking of women, our main event segment was a rematch for the WWE Women's Title between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair which ended in a DQ victory for Rhea Ripley. Yeah, because Charlotte hit her with the belt. Yeah, Charlotte used the belt, struck Rhea, and then Rhea proceeded to beat the living hell out of Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. dun da da And then as she's leaving the ring, Nikki, almost a superhero, runs out to the ring, cashes in, and... Nikki Ash is our new Raw Women's Champion. Yes. Perfect. Yep. I would have liked to seen it dragged out a little bit. I would have liked to seen like a telephone booth segment like I was asking for and you know, stuff like that. A whole Clark Kent and Super Superman get up, but you know what? They're in front of a live crowd. They didn't do the cash in at Money in the Bank. You knew they had to do a cash in on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And also when I was watching Raw and I saw them announce Rhea versus Charlotte rematch, I was like, that's really early. That's really early to do that. And then it kind of started twisting my head. I'm like, wait a minute. Are they, are they going to, oh, they are. And I kind of, it clicked with me. I was like, they're doing the cash in tonight. Now, she's not Nikki almost a superhero anymore. I think she's Nikki a superhero. Yeah. Because she's the champion now. I think so, too. I think she comes out tonight and announces, I am no longer almost a superhero. I am your Raw Women's Champion. In her Scottish voice. I am your Raw Women's Champion. I am a superhero. Yeah. I I just... She comes out with 14 little kids. (laughs) My thing is... You know, I do read some of the dirt sheets and stuff like that. And apparently on this like latest run of super shows and stuff like that, she hasn't been necessarily received as well by the crowd. Now, this isn't anything that I've read yeah, from Meltzer shame. or anything like that. It's been from like Fightful and Ringside News and stuff. So I, I, I'm kind of taking it right now uh, with a grain because I want to see what kind of pop she gets on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, But I love her character. I love the fact that she's a superhero. I love the fact that she's the women's champion. I think it just... It's awesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, and for someone like Nikki Cross, who essentially was the fourth wheel in Sanity, to now be the main piece left from Sanity, mm-hmm. yeah, and to be the first one to win any kind of real championship gold, mm-hmm. it's saying something. You the know only saying? remaining member of Sanity, yeah, and to be the first one to win a major title. Well, no, Eric Young won the 24/7 championship. I mean, if you ask Edge, it's not a major title, but mm. if you ask Ron Killings. It is the Listen, title. Ron Killings is the 24-7 champ. Forever, he will never drop that. Actually, not after what happened Monday. 
Reginald's the 24 yeah. 7 champion after he got his ass handed to him by Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, we had that whole situation. And then the only other thing we kind of missed on Monday was um, the, the once again, the banter back and forth between Eva Marie and. Uh, Dewdrop. Well, Dewdrop and. Um, oh, uh, Alexa Bliss. Alexa, yeah. I, I, I love Alexa Bliss's whole. Yay. I know. <laughs> she's awesome. Her character she, is so she's good. She's great. She's she's always a ton of fun to watch. Yes. Moving on to NXT. The show opens with a pissed off Samoa Joe. As as Regal says, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Um that's kind of like how Regal used to say Umanga. <laughs> I think he has a hard time with the uh whole you know Samoan? He's, yeah, Samoan Islands thing. <laughs> yeah, just wait till he tries to call... Tama any... Tonga. Yeah. Tonga Lua. <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, Yeah, Joe wants his hands on cross. Because um, he was provoked. And Regal comes out and says, this is not what I can't brought you back for. You are not going to be fighting him. Um, And uh, Joe basically says, I was provoked. I... There will be hell to pay tonight. Someone will be choked out by the Someone end of the night. Someone will be choked out by the end of the night. And we'll get to that. Um, we did have a one-on-one match between Kyle O'Reilly and Austin Theory, which is a lot of fun uh, to put these two guys in the ring. I would love to see a Kyle O'Reilly versus John Gargano straight-up wrestling match. Oh, we're going to get it because of what happened with the way this past week. I mean, they're falling apart. Yeah. I mean, you have... Gargano letting Austin Theory go out there and basically be his own man mm-hmm. because he's the one who picked the fight. Theory obviously lost the fight against mm-hmm. um, uh, O'Reilly after going for the stairs and something snapped inside O'Reilly and he lost his mind. Um, then they're in the backstage and you get that segment between the way and you can just tell Theory's like dejected. And then you got Indy Hartwell saying, hey, if. Austin wants to kiss Dexter Loomis. Just let him kiss Dexter Loomis. Like trying to pass the buck. Yeah. And then Johnny and Candace, Candace. are like, you need to stop. We need to go back to therapy. And you can just see Austin's just so dejected. This just week like, we're getting into the therapy section session. Yeah. and I love it. Paul Austin, he's just like, uh, he leaves and like nobody even pays attention to the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, are we seeing the end of the way? Um, the way being the four of them, yeah. We're still going to get, obviously, the Garganos. Yeah. Which, that's never going to, they're never going to split them up, but that's obvious. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to get a, a split up where it's a feud kind of thing, where it's the... Uh, An implosion or something Yeah, like that, no. Yeah. I just think it's going to be Garganos are going to get two in their heads. They're going to just be done with Indy, be done with Austin, and then they're just going to well, go back. Austin's to, done with them. Yeah. And Austin's just going to find him find his way out. And Indy's going to get kidnapped by Loomis. Is it really kidnapping if you want to go? It's a good point. <laughs> it's a really good point. Um moving on, we had a match between Drake Maverick and LA Knight where Maverick picks up the dub. Yeah. He gets the win via a distraction by the butler. The butler, Cameron Grimes. Yep. Um, I love that even though Grimes has to be the butler, he's still getting his little jabs in at night. Um, there's going to be a match where if Grimes wins, he's no longer the the butler. He'll win the 
million dollar championship, something like the end game is Grimes is million dollar champion. Yeah, I see that. And then LA Knight moves on to something else, whether or not it's the North American or the world ti- or the NXT world title. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad because at the end of the match, Grimes had to go and uh, basically beat the crap out of uh, Maverick. Maverick because of the whole distraction thing and because Knight wants an example. And so let's see what happens on this upcoming week, mm-hmm. which is now on Sci Fi for the next week, two yeah, weeks. Yeah, because or of like that. Um, the Olympics, I believe. The Olympics on, on USA. Yeah. Um, up next, we had a women's title match between Raquel Gonzalez and Zaya Lee. Where Raquel dominated. It was a good match, but a dominant showing for Raquel. Yes. Over Zia Lee. And I think it was dominant because Zia Lee got hurt. Yeah. Zia Lee took a hellacious, hellacious bump from Raquel off the top rope. Mm-hmm. Raquel did that twisting, like reverse Vader bomb thing. And she hit Zia Lee flush. Like, in the ribs, Zia Lee was keeled over in pain. Like, they had to check on her. And I like how Raquel was staying in character. Come on, get up. Get get up. What are you doing? Let's go. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she got up, she just hits her with, the, with her move, um, whatever the name of her finisher is, I'm not sure, and ends the match. It wasn't dominant. Until that point, I felt like the the action was going well. It was very 50-50. It was going back and forth. And then she hit that move. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something right now. She should make that part of her repertoire. Yeah. Obviously, hitting it maybe a little bit cleaner and not hurting somebody. <laughs> yeah. But I I did not want to see that happen with Zia Lee. You, you heard, and anybody who listens to last, last week's episode, you guys knew what I wanted with Zia Lee. I wanted her to get so, like over the top and after the championship that she got herself disqualified throughout, you know, in the match for not respecting a referee's five count in the corner uh-huh. or holding on to a chokehold as, you know, Raquel's got the rope. Something along those mm-hmm. lines, you know. Um, it sucks. And I hope that there isn't anything serious to yeah. Zia Lee's injury. Now, what I would like to see out of this, and it'd be really interesting to see if they actually pull the trigger and do it, I would be interested in a Mei Ying um, debut where um, the leader of Tian Sha, mm-hmm. uh, Ying, actually debuts in the ring. Karen Q debuts in the ring and has a match with Raquel. So um, I think Raquel's next opponent is Dakota. You really think so? You didn't see the interview? I, I didn't. Okay. So pre-match is an interview <laughs> Where Raquel's talking about how she's went through everybody in this division. There's nobody who's on her level. And if you watch... I, I'm the type of person who watches a movie three or four times. And the reason why I watch a movie three or four times is I won't pay attention to the main character who's on screen. I'll pay attention to everybody in the background. Because sometimes it gives away what's going to happen in the next scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. Watch Dakota Kai. She kind of gives this sideways look like, you haven't beaten everybody in this division. You haven't beaten me. Like, just a look. I'll have to definitely Dakota, see if I can catch it. Dakota Kai is... I. I not only do I think she's the next person, I think she's the one who takes the belt off of her. Really? Yes. Is Raquel going to mean? I, she fits. She fits Raw so well. She fits Raw. Yeah. Bring her back up to Raw. Have her feud with uh, Charlotte, or Rhea. have her feud with Rhea again. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it. It would make money them two feuding together. Have her feud with uh, uh, Shayna. 
have her feud with Nia. Yeah, you could do a couple of different things with mm-hmm. that. So, um, have her team with Rhea against Shayna and Nia, if that's what they want to do. I I just know that she fits the mold. She of fits Raw. the mold, and I think Dakota is the next in line. And I think once you get the belt on someone like Dakota, who isn't as much of a dominating heel, or dominating she's more of a person, shit heel. Well, not just a shit heel. She's a little bit smaller in stature, so it brings back into the fold Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, um. Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark. Gigi Dolan. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Sarai. Sarai. Yeah. So it brings a bunch of different people into the fold that you can put into matches with her. Yeah, definitely. Um, in our main event segment, um, Karrion Cross comes out. Cross did come out, did he? No. He was in the back. He was in the back. He was cutting. After Joe came out again. Yeah. Champion. Calling him. Little champion. Cross. Kind of like what he did with AJ. Yep. When he was calling out Wendy. Yep. The whole thing. But Cross pops up on the uh, on Titan. the Tron yep. and says, um, "You can't control what's going on here. I'm in control. I'm the champion. This, I run this brand. This belt lets me go where I want when I want." Yeah. And then it cuts down to Regal choked out on the ground, and Joe just rushes to the back. And Joe rushes outside as Cross is running away in his Charger, Mustang, whatever he has. Charger. His, his, his car. And it was very reminiscent of when Regal chased after Joe in the car, Joe yelling out, you need better security. It's very reminiscent. We are getting our main event of TakeOver 36 is going to be carrying Cross versus Samoa Joe. Yes. It's without a doubt. Yes. If this match doesn't mean event. Volter, Ilya, Dragunov, two. I don't care if it main events. I don't care if it opens. This has the ability of being match of the night just on idea alone. Match of the night has a chance of being match of the year. Across all promotions. Match of the year, match of the weekend, I don't care. Volter versus Ilya Dragunov 2, where Ilya Dragunov takes the belt off of Volter, it's a high likelihood of match of the year. And we will definitely mention it when we get to the end of the year. Yes. This match will be talked about at the end of the year. I'm already putting the... Unless there's an injury that cuts the match short, if this match is allowed to go the amount of time it should... It's going to be in conversation match of the year. We were already talking about their first match last year so highly, and we talked about it several times over mm-hmm. on review episodes, on match of the year. <clears throat> if you want to see what this match is going to be like, Watch go back the first one. Ilya won. Uh, in an, Ilya Volter won. In an empty stadium. Yeah. In an empty stadium. That place is going to explode with them two fighting. Yeah. Just wait till the chops. Oh my god! Just wait till Ilya starts like hulking up, and he and he and he comes back against Valter. It's gonna be electric. Yes. Moving on to SmackDown, which was a very fun show in its own. Show opened again with John Cena comes out, calls out Roman Reigns, and Reigns ignores him. 
and just doesn't give him the time of day. Heyman came out, though. Yeah. Ba, ba, da, ba. <laughs> yeah, he just pulled an us. <laughs> he, it was awesome. Just starts chanting the bah, 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 kind of thing. Um, and then we had a match between Finn Balor and Sami Zayn, where Balor picks up another win, continuing the conspiracy against Sami Zayn. Yep. He's continuing to push his conspiracy. I'm starting to agree with him because Sami Zayn desires better. He does. Um, and then we had a couple of matches at Rolling Loud. <clears throat> so, which that crowd was kind of dead. That crowd didn't give a shit. Yeah. That was not a wrestling crowd. That was a high crowd for rap music. Yes. They didn't give a damn. Nope. If if they did those matches in front of the WWE crowd or and they did the announcement that they did at Rolling Loud in front of a WWE crowd, oh, the pot would have been insane. Yes. No, instead of in front of Rolling Loud, because why not? Um, but the matches that occurred was uh Angelo Dawkins defeated uh Chad Gable uh in a good match. Um and then Bianca Belair defeated Carmella. Uh, in their rematch for the women's title. Um, so she retains her title. And then after that match, uh, they're all, uh, the Prophets and Belair are at the top of the ring. And they're uh, asking a special gentleman to make an announcement. And Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks um, announces that the first time ever a WWE pay-per-view will be held on New Year's Day. WWE presents... New Year's Evil 2. It's going to be main roster New Year's Evil. No, I think it's kind of cool that they're going to have a, a pay-per-view on New Year's Day. I do, too. Um, It means there's also an opportunity, if they want to, to do one on Christmas Day. Correct. I wouldn't be shocked if they did. If they did would like, I. If they did, like, a Saturday special pay-per-view thing. I wouldn't be shocked, either. Um, And then we had a uh, face-to-face with Edge and Rollins. Which, this is so much fun, because they remind me of each other. Um, Or, Rollins reminds me of Edge, more so. Obviously, based on years. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's going to be a lot of fun when that happens at uh, SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. They're going to put on a phenomenal match. I mean, those two guys... um, It's funny how their careers have very similar um, paths that they've kind of went down being, you know, part of factions and tag teams and then branching out on their own mid-card champion, big belt champion, Mm -hmm. going back into the mid-card, getting back into the big belt, basically basically being the masters of the ladder matches um, throughout the courses of their career. I mean, Mm -hmm. Rollins has had some incredible ladder matches. Um, Obviously, Edge has had incredible ladder Mm -hmm. matches. They both have had their WrestleMania moments. They both had WrestleMania streaks at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, They both have, you know, great character work, and they're both getting callbacks to about, what, nine years ago Mm -hmm. with this whole feud? 2014? Yep. Seven years ago. Seven years ago. So it's going to be a a lot of fun, a Mm -hmm. lot of fun to, uh, to see all this continue to... Um, to pan out, marinate mm-hmm. over the uh, next three weeks. Yeah, we're gonna get a really fun match, regardless. Um, then we had a debut of Tony Storm uh, took on Zelina Vega in a really good match. Yes, this is a really good showing between both these ladies. Uh, Tony Storm does uh, squeak out the win um, in the with Storm Zero. 
It wasn't Storm Zero. It wasn't Zero. Squeak. No, she didn't hit Storm Zero? She had a new finisher. She had a new finish. Yeah. Um, it was some kind of like cutter that she hit. It, it it was very interesting to say the least. Yeah. Um I'll definitely have to see if I can catch it. Yeah, it was um it was good to see her get the victory. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're making your debut. Um it's kind of what they should do mm-hmm. with wrestlers who make yeah. their debut. But um Karen Cross is the exception to the rule. He, he didn't need the win. No. You needed to build up his anger against Jeff Hardy so this way he can have this unfeathered rage when he finally releases it. Mm-hmm. Um but it was good to see Tony Storm um one other thing I wanted to note before we get a little further on here is the backstage segment with um, Corbin and Oh, yeah, Owens. with Owens, where Owens gave uh, Corbin a wad of cash and said, just make this last. Yep. Um, and then, and don't don't say I, ever didn't, I never did anything for you. Yeah. And then Shotzi just absolutely smokes uh, Corbin. Corbin's nether regions with her cannon. Yes. And... That's my segue into my women's faction. I believe that Shotzi Blackhawk, Knox, and Scarlett Bordeaux are going to be a female faction on SmackDown. Because Shotzi Blackhawk and Scarlett Bordeaux are best friends outside the ring. Really? Yes. I believe they are going to be a faction. I don't know what the faction's going to be centered around. It, it, I, Scarlett I, would not be able to continue the character she has now, though. She can continue a very dark, black metal, heavy metal character as she has right now. So her, I don't see a heavy metal character for her right now. I see a demonic, mistress of darkness character right now. It's going to be, it's going to mirror Shotzi's character. Where I, she's a headbanger. Yes. Where there she's I a think, rocker. I think where she, she, it's going to be the new Riot Squad. I think she, I think Scarlett's going to be off TV for a couple of weeks. And I think we're going to get her introduced at some point either at SummerSlam or right before SummerSlam. And you're going to see this faction created versus the punk side of where Riot Squad was. You're going to see a little bit more hard rock, maybe even heavy metal side of this faction. It'd be definitely interesting, but there's one piece missing. Tony Storm would fit perfectly with that group too. No, Tony Storm is a far. They see singles title aspirations for Tony Storm. They don't see it with Knox, with and Shotzi, Shotzi, or with Bordeaux. But. If you can do what you've done and did with the Riot Squad, and I'm not saying they weeded out the week because they didn't do that. Sarah Logan got pregnant. Mm -hmm. Ruby Riot got cut eventually, and she spent a long time, but she was also always in and out of the SmackDown and Raw. She was always hurt. And she got hurt a lot. Liv Morgan is the one that they've put put their horse on right now. Okay, They put their carriage on her. So... I see them doing a very similar thing with Knox, Blackheart, and Bordeaux. Who is your pushed out of the three? Is it well? It all depends. Blackheart, because if you if you kind of follow the trend, you have the one that always gets hurt, and Knox. You have the one who's currently in a relationship in Bordeaux, 
So what's the possibility if she may one day become a child? I think it's gonna be not. It's gonna be Blackheart eventually. Yeah. But I think they're gonna get their tag titles first. I think yeah. they're gonna end up getting the tag titles first. Let's just see. This is me just throwing spitballing, throwing a very accurate dart at the board right now. <laughs> just through again. I I'm not trying to read fine lines, but yeah. If you go through um both Black Hots and Bordeaux's social medias. They have a lot of content together. Yeah. They've done a music video and a song together. Hmm. All right, then. All right. And I'm just correlating the fact that you haven't seen Bordeaux with Karrion Cross For a couple of weeks. For a couple of weeks. Yeah. And when they brought Cross up, they brought Bordeaux up separately to do her own doc matches. Yeah, true. So just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Very accurate dart at the board right now. Up next, we had a singles match between Jimmy Uso and Dominic Mysterio, where Jimmy was essentially just continuing to show dominance of the bloodline. Mm -hmm. And then we had Roman Reigns and Jay Uso join them in the ring um, post-match. And John Cena, so Roman Reigns finally responds to John Cena, and I'll let you take his response. (laughs) Of course. You gotta make me say it. So... Roman Reigns essentially said he was hoping that this new John Cena, after Hollywood had painted him with a whole new brush and given him all this new paint, would be this different guy. But it's the same old 2005 John Cena. It's like missionary position every night. It's boring. And the tribal chief doesn't do boring. (laughs) So he basically has said he is not accepting... John Cena's challenge. challenge. Then Bowers music hits. Yeah. And he accepts Finn Balor's challenge. Wasn't SummerSlam. Wasn't explicitly said it's at SummerSlam. Nope. Could happen before. Probably won't happen before. I would love to see a Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor at SummerSlam. Yeah, but then what do you do with Cena? I'm gonna bang ankles. <laughs> no, I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get Balor, um, Reigns, within the next two weeks. Because then, how do you build Cena back into it? Through the through the um, live shows on the road, which is what they've been doing. They've all been wrestling together. All right. The Bloodline with Roman and the two Usos has been facing the Mysterios and Cena. Pretty much is the main event on every Super Show so far. Yeah, all right. I so, could definitely see it. I think they just want to get Cena back into ring shape because mm-hmm. it's a different type of shape. Yeah. But Balor says he doesn't acknowledge mm-hmm. Reigns. It's definitely yikes. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the Doink and Doink Connection. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to hit us up on the show's Instagram page, at Double Doink Network, or reach out to us on our personals, at DJ Ald and at Darelaufen Doink 508. We are available to stream at any time on your favorite podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and many more. Thank you again so much for listening. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. <laughs>